See, right. I always I always love hearing new people's reactions to Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking gross. Is it a creepy recording? Is it a creepy like borderline like Jarvis kind of thing? But a little creepy. Not as cool. Uh, Jarvis. It's not that British voice. Yeah. See, I bet you every time you make fun of him, he's gonna like take out a clip of audio. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm gonna roll this back and see if it's true. Yeah, my it's favorite crazy. moment was. All right, welcome to another episode of United We Nerd Podcast, and uh, today is going to be a special episode. It's going to be kind of a roundtable, and first, I'm going to ask uh, Joel what 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 topic are we going to be talking about today? Well, it's going to be our as we've said, retrospective on Overwatch. Probably one of the biggest gaming or just events or games that in the past, I don't know, six, five years, it's pretty much affected, uh, reached out to almost everyone I know who's gamed, knows about Overwatch, has played Overwatch, or even if they don't actively play it, they know about it. It's just like a... Um, like a worldwide thing, you know, and it's, you know, supremely popular, of course, because it's Blizzard. We have, you know, our Blizzard fa- fanboy celebrating his birthday right now, but I'm sure he would say a couple things about Blizzard's global reach. Yeah, uh, by yeah, the way, happy uh, birthday, Fernando. Yeah, wherever oh. you are, eating that bowl of spaghetti or 50 of them. Happy <laughs> birthday, bitch. <laughs> All right, anyway, I know he would probably say, like, Reinhardt, Reinhardt, I love Reinhardt and Mercy, and that's all he would say. All right, you anyway, know, but you yeah, know what, we... Joel? You know what, Joel? He's doing his birthday stuff, but you know what? We got some we got some awesome friends that can also talk a shit ton of Overwatch. And today true? we have Diego. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> and we also got our buddy Jameson. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So yep, just wanted to uh talk about Overwatch a little with people who've played it a lot or you know we used to play it we used to team up a lot i feel and uh our buddy james in here he still plays it from time to time i'll catch him still playing it even though we're playing other games or whatever we've moved on um but to get things started uh just you know quick like how old is it now does anyone know it's five years five years old five years wow that much time has passed already fuck i think they're gonna be going on their sixth that by uh by the fall time well, Jesus. the anniversary event just ended, so I believe we are currently in the sixth year. Damn. Damn. Well, that's a lot of years. Sixth year for you. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, I think year four was my cap. Um, let's see. All right, from there, I just wanted to say, um, at least for me, I, I forget about this. I forget about Hearthstone, but this was like my first real like dive into a Blizzard game. It really captivated me with the cool cinematics, and they started doing lore, making interesting and diverse characters. Uh, I was going to ask all you guys, as we proceed further, um, was this like your first like foray into a Blizzard game? Have you guys played other Blizzard games? Uh, Let's start you, with Brian. Yeah, Brian. Diego and Jameson. Um, well, technically, yes. I mean, I've I've seen people play like StarCraft a lot, but I was never really into those games, and it's kind of funny because like i see games like like starcraft and like wow and uh and diablo and i was like okay you know that's kind of like blizzard's like lane 
so to speak. So I was like, all right, that's cool. And then when they announced Overwatch, I was like, this doesn't look like a Blizzard game. What is this? And it's like it's a first-person shooter, like character, like team game. It's so weird. So, so yeah, I think, I think Overwatch was the fir- first Blizzard game I played. But um, of course, once you start playing one game, of course you lead into others like Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm and all that kind of stuff. But I think Overwatch has captured my interest the most out of any Blizzard game. Yeah. For me, it was Diablo all the way. That was the first Blizzard game I played. So I had already yeah. been... I played Diablo and I and I played StarCraft 2. I don't think I played StarCraft 1 or... I remember you Starcraft tried to... I, no, there wasn't. I remember I tried... Yeah, I, I tried, tried to... to. Pl- I tried to play WoW, but my computer couldn't handle it. Um, and I remember I you it... tried to play Diablo 3. That... Oh, yeah, that, that was the biggest bummer. <laughs> I was so there like, for that. Yeah, I, I love Diablo 2. That is probably hands down one of my favorite games of like all time. And when they came out with Diablo 3, I was hyped. Like I was playing Diablo 2 when I was like a child. So <laughs> Diablo 3 came out when I was in high school and I was like fucking like ecstatic. And then I buy, I pre-ordered it, got it, took it home. Computer couldn't run it. My computer was too old. That's, so I literally a- held on to this copy of Diablo 3 for four years before I got a laptop that could run it. Of course, not to mention the fact that a whole bunch of other people couldn't play Diablo 3 yeah. at launch. It was just a whole thing. Now it like runs fairly good. I can't wait for Diablo 4 though. But um on to Overwatch. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. To be honest, I had like a weird um intro to Overwatch because at first, like I got it when it launched. Like I think I pre-ordered it. Um originally I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a letdown compared to other over or other Blizzard games. I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> to be honest, it was just like, because that was back when like Bastion had the shield and it's like only like everyone was playing the same like two characters oh, and yeah. they it did. Wait, holy shit. I forgot Bastion had an overshield. Yeah, yes. this is this is pre holy all fuck. the original nerfs, like what everyone thinks of when they think Overwatch now. That's like 2.0 already. Like when that game came out, it was just so it was just basically Team Fortress 2 or Counter-Strike. It was nothing more. And so for me, it was like a huge letdown. And I didn't end up picking it back up until like maybe a year later. Like I sold my first copy to GameStop and then ended up rebuying it um, after I think Fernando was hyping it up and he was saying like, oh, yeah, they fixed a bunch of stuff. So I rechecked it out. And yeah, it was a way better. And didn't you also get it for PC? Uh yeah, I got for PC later. So after yeah. um after I like got back into it the second time and then we were doing like going to like the Overwatch League events and all that kind of stuff. Once I got my PC, then I bought it for PC. Right. What about you, Jameson? Um Well, at the beginning of Overwatch, I honestly had no idea what like um like what it was and all that like i was actually looking into what was supposed to be the rival of overwatch which was battleborn 
Um, and I was like, oh my god, these bro, kids are so cool. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm about to pre pre uh, pre pre order this and everything. Like, I was getting so excited for for this game called Battleborn. It's like, yeah, it's Overwatch. <laughs> but then, like, oh. I was talking to Fernando, and he actually was like, no, no, forget Battleborn. Like, you got to go with Blizzard. Just trust Blizzard with Overwatch. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, he would say that. Yeah, I was like, like at the time it was true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's like, is this Fernando just being a Blizzard uh, hype man, or is yes. it okay? <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what I was thinking. And then when he's saying like he's get he's not getting Battleborn, he's getting Overwatch. I'm like, then I hear um, Fernando kind of like you know pitching it to other to our other friends, and then eventually like you guys are saying, oh, I'm gonna get Overwatch too. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll I guess if I really want if I really want Battleborn. I'll buy it later, um, but otherwise I'll stick with Overwatch. And um, yeah, I absolutely fell in love with the game. Uh, um, all the different characters. I believe they started off with what twenty-one different characters at the start, and I went through every single one of those characters and just played them and fell in love with. Even though I was trash at a lot of them, I just fell in love with everyone with all of them. Um. But backtracking a little bit, sorry, I kind of jumped the gun a bit. Um, to start off with uh, Blizzard, my very first Blizzard game, um, I actually played a lot of StarCraft One when I was a uh, when I was a kid. Um, but when I say play, I mean um, memorize all the pe- all the cheat codes and literally just blow out the <laughs> there you the, go and play the story just just to blow out the the uh, the enemy. There you go. <laughs> So, so playing, you're not a you're not a true '90s gamer if you haven't used cheat codes. Yeah, it got down <laughs> to a point where I was able to knock down all the what was it like twelve codes that I had saved up in my head, like within like five seconds wait, you, or so. Wait, you memorized them? I memorized every single code and the order I wanted Holy to put it in. Too. Um, yeah, I only remember were, one. <laughs> My favorite, my the top two, co- the top two codes I uh, did was power, power over overwhelming, which essentially makes your units invulnerable. <laughs> it makes not sorry. It makes everything that you have in, invulnerable, including your structures and all that. Jeez. Yeah. So it, I didn't have to worry about dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it was almost an instant win then. Pretty much. Ah, oh, there, <laughs> but there, but there was an instant win cheat. So it was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that one was there is no cowbell. It's no cow level. No cow level. Yeah, because you have to admit that there's no cow level in Diablo, which is a (laughs) lie because there is one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, my second favorite cheat code was called "Show Me the Money," which would give you like an an like an an incredible amount of resources. So I didn't even bother harvesting. I just. <laughs> Straight to building units and yeah. shit. <laughs> hey man, it's like that. It's like that Sims cheat code. Why work and just get money? Yeah, Rosebud every day. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, that was kind of the beginning of my, uh, I guess Blizzard career. But Overwatch really kickstarted, um, or really is where I invested my most of my time. All right, what about you, Joel? I know I talked um, a little bit, but I really I think I knew of StarCraft, I knew of Diablo. I just didn't play them. I didn't have the means to either. I didn't have a good computer at home. 
had a shitty uh, desktop like Dell that I showed with my family. And I was too busy playing Coder for whatever reason. Um, but then um, I think Hearthstone was my first real intro to a Blizzard game. And uh, of course, the guy we're talking about, Birthday Boy, he's like, hey, check out this card game, Joel. It's really cool. It's mystical and shit. Yeah, it looks kind of lame. You know, three months later, oh, yeah, when's the next expansion coming out? Me with my deck, you know. <laughs> I got sort of familiar with some of the characters, at least in the Warcraft universe. But then, um, you know, and then, again, same thing, you know, our friend was pitching Overwatch. I was like, and I was with, like, Jameson, Battleborn's coming out. It's like the same thing, right? <laughs> and I remember, I, I think, remember talking to James. It's like, I don't know which one you're going to get, because, like, I think the studio that made Borderlands was making uh, Battleborn. If I remember correctly, yeah, I might be wrong. Okay, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, the Gearbox uh, studios. Anyway, um, okay. I was just like, I'm more familiar with them, but you know, Blizzard. It's a different, you know, it's a change of pace. I play a lot of shooters already. So yeah, okay, fine. I'll check out Overwatch. And uh, my first Overwatch experience actually was bad because I was living at my parents' house, and they didn't, wouldn't fix their internet for ten fucking years. No joke. Um, so I would like, all right, guys, can we team up? And I'm like a tracer, like running off the map already and shit. Yeah, um, first one was my first like Blizzard experience, and then Overwatch was pretty much it. I played a little WoW because there was like a connection to Hearthstone if you played WoW or something. Um, that was about it, but yeah, it was for me, it was it was a mobile game, fun, yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, Overwatch kind of I think brought a lot of new people into Blizzard because it was the it, it was the oh. most overall appealing. Out of all the Diablo games, or not Diablo, out of all the Blizzard games, because like Diablo, you have to really love like spooky RPG, like looter type of games. StarCraft, you have to really love like kind of like tactics and sci fi. Like they're all really niche markets. And then Overwatch is just like this everyone can find something to love kind of thing oh yeah oh yeah i mean at this point blizzard has become the the world of warcraft and overwatch company at this point yeah i think you know, the those... fact that it was also a first person shooter definitely helped tra- uh, a lot of people transition into the game because yeah oh yeah a lot of people are familiar with familiar with the uh, first person shooters and they had already taken something that was like something that worked because they kind of took the model of like team fortress 2 but they had the the triple a company money to like really back it up yeah Mm -hmm. and just like the overall kind of like design you know you have all these different characters and then i'm sure it's i'm sure for some people like each character represented like a different country which i'm i'm sure also added into the the cool factor Oh yeah, and just the, just like the minus like the first year, I feel like they did enough to make the game like the gameplay as tight as they could with what they had to a point where it was so accessible to so many people. I mean, like how many how many people that we know that like rarely ever play video games like actually picked up Overwatch and played Overwatch and got actually decent with Overwatch, you know? Yeah like all of them almost <laughs> sure. pretty much and there's not that many games that can do that like not many yeah. like quote unquote like mainstream games can do that mm-hmm. 
Um, speaking of first year, I was just reminded of Scatter Arrows. Wow, I forgot that existed. They changed that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, oh, that There's God. so much stuff that they just got rid of that was like, God. for the longest times, they're like staples, like yeah. Mercy's Revive Alt. Yeah. That was yeah. like, that was character defining. And now it's yeah. like, uh, kind of like a weird in between move. Yep. You do God. one person at a time. Yeah, and there's a massive cooldown currently. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was it was a practically game breaking ult. Like the mercy can hide around the corner, let the entire team die, and then res them, to, and then they're fully recharged while the enemy team is like already beat up. Yeah. True. I I have seen the you know the full team res and the full team wipe right after though. <laughs> that uh, yeah. There's been plenty of breaking. <laughs> um uh, okay uh what were you gonna say yeah. sorry sorry um so i was actually doing um i was doing a little bit of research on overwatch when it first came out because i was trying to like remember like think about when joel oh, came up to me yeah. and um he was saying hey so uh we're gonna talk about overwatch on our next podcast and we kind of want you to be a part of it i'm like done i'm gonna research everything and try to like you know try to remember how Overwatch came out, this and this, all the mechanics. And more than and, that. Yeah, it was like um, me and James said, opposite sides of a coin literally did nothing to prepare for this. Yeah. <laughs> you, sh- you showed no, I got, up. That, I that's just got enough. really excited. I got really excited because. Um, this is your game, bro. Like, yeah. I, I don't think anyone. You, I, what? You have 2,000 loot box in reserve? You've still yeah. been open yet? I play? currently <laughs> have 1,237. Oh, my God. God damn. As of yesterday, Find this my man computer on Xbox, plugged in. Message him to open it. God damn. It. That's about almost almost two and a half years of just being too lazy to open them up. You could just you could just like stream opening up your loot boxes. <laughs> right. That's all you do. Don't play the game. Just open your loot box. Yeah. yeah. Take a trip down memory lane and all the old skins that were being released. Uh, yeah. Actually, Jameson, that would actually be a very cool thing. Like the day when, like, the night before Overwatch 2 comes out, you should just, like, open all of your loot boxes. Yeah. Because they don't transfer over, so why... Nope. Yeah. It'd Which just be lame. fun to see what you no, get. That would, that would be pretty dope. Um, but kind of what I was, uh, I was heading into was um, I actually pulled up uh, one of Overwatch's very first uh, game trailers where they're introducing all the characters. So they're introducing, like, Tracer, Winston, Bastion... And then the first thing I saw was um was like one of the first things I saw was Reaper um picking up those death orbs. So yeah. <laughs> Damn. I was like, oh my god, like, that mechanic was absolute trash. I death hated orbs it. Were a thing. Uh, Damn. Um like it was yeah. kind of a cool concept, but oh my god, it was terrible. It's like the fact that you had to pick up the orbs in order to heal was so yeah. tedious because not only oh, did yeah. you have to kill the person but then you had to like take your time to go get the orb yeah that was and then there. like i'm looking up more mechanic like more stuff and then so they show like later on torbjorn actually having to build up his turrets to level two so <laughs> now, see, now see i actually i actually kind of missed that because i thought that was fun because you had yeah. to like it made you like really think about where to place it so you had enough time to build up your turret and at yeah, the same I miss time torbjorn at the same time, half of the play of the games was just a Torbjorn hiding behind a wall, hammering his turret away while the turret gets all the kills. <laughs> yeah, that oh, yeah. was the fun part about Torbjorn. Yeah. If you had like a bad internet connection like I did, like I have a play of the game where 
our friend is fucking Torbjorn and literally it's like lagging out and it shows like this Reinhardt with an axe and then just a turret shooting at once and that was play of the game. There was a game we played where Torbjorn got play of the game but then his ragdolled body was just hanging off of a ledge and then right before the video <laughs> ended the body fell down. <laughs> and then um, it also reminded me it also reminded me that Symmetra was a support character back then. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad she's DPS now because her being a support made zero sense. She didn't like, heal at all, but she provided yeah. a lot of shields. That that was the goal was to provide shields, but it this, just didn't work out with the pace of the game. Didn't she originally have like it was single person shields or something? Yeah, like that? so it's more of like a you cast um like you cast shields um onto a teammate and then they get like a, a brief shield buff. For like a certain amount of time, then it disappears. Similar to uh, how Brigitte's um, armor thing is right now, or heal. And she had like a well, like, shield generator ult too, right? Like it gave yeah. everyone like shields on the map or something. Yeah, it's either shield, shield generator, shield generators were hiding. Yeah, it was shield generator Please. or teleporter because you got yeah. to shoes. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about the shield generator. Also, six turrets. You mean you don't remember everyone, every character saying there's a shield generator nearby every fucking like five minutes? Never cared about the shield generator. There was that one theme of Junkrat's, um, Junkrat's quote about it where he's like, I'm getting this, I have a feeling there's a shield generator somewhere or something like that. Yeah, and it's just like that. I feel like Symmetra benefited from having her kit totally changed. Yeah, because now, because now, when you play like Symmetra's, if you have a really good Symmetra on your opponent's team, you're in for a rough time because they'll just find a way to like put turrets anywhere, and then right when you're about to like push for uh, like a capture point, she'll just throw up that wall. They'll just divide the room, and you you can't attack unless you want to go into the danger zone, and it's just so annoying. But it's also really good. The yeah, other. Uh really good strategy with Symmetra right now is her teleporter where you can literally just just like that just get behind the enemy line and the enemy has to turn around and fight you on both sides like you're just completely flanked yeah, oh, yeah. and she's I've I find her to be a very viable character as long as if you're not me you're like <laughs> <laughs> you can actually pull off some really cool strats one of the characters got yeah. changed um, um like severely changed. Uh had a shield. Um, yeah, but Torbjorn is mostly the same though. Yeah, for the most part. Um Torbjorn used to throw out uh armor packs. Yeah. I remember the days of <laughs> the Golden King in, in the Molten Throne. Yep. God. Just throw out people throw out their armor packs so it just all glows yellow. Here's some armor. Yeah. Come get your armor. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. And then they gave him the Uzinator. Yeah. <laughs> I like that ult, though. <laughs> I'm overloading. Good zone control. It is good zone control. That's for right. Sure. Moving on, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I know. You guys. Yeah, we, talk, we, we talked about the scatter arrows for home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scare, scatter arrows. Fuck, man. And uh. Mercy. Was probably yeah, Mercy got got a big um, big one. I'm trying to think of who else got 
like fully reworked. I feel like every character has gone like reworked in some way or like yeah, nerfed or buffed. Um I believe Symmetra's probably the biggest rework and probably the only complete rework. Everyone else has just been like tweets or um or had some minor patches or whatever. Yeah. I can't help I can't help but feel that Diva had something done to her like a few years in. Oh, she had um she a couple things is um when she was first released her defense matrix was you tap it once and it stays up for like 3 seconds and then it disappears and you just, you have to wait for the cooldown to come back. Then they took away oh, the cooldown right. and they let they let it where as long as you're holding the um defense matrix shield up is active and once you release then there's a slight cooldown to regen the uh the the charge of the the, the defense matrix. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And then they also added um little like little micro missiles uh to her too to help with the little, with some fun. of the long longer range enemies. Okay. Yeah. I don't even remember her not having the missiles. Right? It's like I'm I barely remember her not having just like it. talking about year one, I'm just like remembering so many things I forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Minor patch to that. The one that actually made me really happy was that her ults. Um, when after she says nerf this and she launches her mech, it went from a four second countdown to a three second countdown. So, okay. it, yeah, it it works both ways. Like you don't have to hide for four seconds and stay off the stay off the control or whatever you're trying to defend for four seconds. Yeah, but it also like gives the Enemy gives the enemy less time to run away from the from the explosion. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, real quick. Do you do you guys remember when Diva used to die from her own ult? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did that. it all the time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> nope, not until now. <laughs> oh shit. That's funny. I I would remember so many times, like thinking I was hot shit, and was like, yeah. And then, like, turns out there's like a wall behind me. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Or have like the one that kills nobody but yourself. Yeah. Yes. Sad face. Ultimate sad face. Mm. Oh, man. I also wanted to ask you guys um, who is or was your main? Uh, Let's go backwards this time. I'll start with uh, Jameson, then go to Diego, then Brian, and then I'll go me. Was your main or is before I was really a Reinhardt slash Diva main, which is why I knew a lot about Diva. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved playing tanks, and then um, I also played a lot of support, uh, Zenyatta being one of my favorites. But um, as I was telling Joel earlier, I play a lot of Mystery Heroes game mode where you're kind of forced to kind of know how to play every single character so i can't say that currently i can't say that i have a main but i still do have a lot of favorites that i uh that i go to top three. Oh god okay uh tanks i would say zarya and reinhardt's um supports i would go lucio's and yada and dps i would go echo a tracer and probably ash i can't aim for i can't aim at all with ash but she's still fun to play as yeah i remember 
the tra- the transition for me from Xbox to PC, my mains changed like it was a complete 180. Like the characters that I was good at on Xbox, I was now trash at, and then characters I would have never touched on Xbox, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a good character." Like I would never play McCree on Xbox, and then once I started playing PC, I was like, "Oh, I'll play McCree." <laughs> now was that like, because you it's way easier to aim? 100% Okay. <laughs> it's like characters that you need like either precise aiming or like even characters like Zarya. I never played Zarya on Xbox, but she's so much easier on PC cuz like you can actually gauge where you're like lobbing the like strong shots to and like mm-hmm. shit like that like the charge shots. Yeah. So it, like completely changes up. For the most part, I know my mains were always like Mercy, Junkrat, probably reaper i guess i don't know i kind of like i would get bored very easily and then swap i never played tank that much though i think the most tank i played was like arisa because mm. that's never been my my forte i always like fast like quick characters yeah you had to pick two who would who, who would you go to um Probably, I'm like trying to remember every character now because it's been a while. I literally pulled up a list to look at all. Of them. <laughs> I had to. Okay, I think the two that I would just instant choose would probably be Junkrat because I just like the lob shots and like the mm, meme bit, chaos. and then um, Torbjorn for the memes because. <laughs> nothing overloading there's nothing more fun than just going into a game as torbjorn it's like he's the character no one expects you to really do anything like the stuff you're expected to do is meme and like just kind of be there like no one's like oh this person has to get like gold damage or like gold heals you're just like you're gonna be there doing stuff i mean you're gonna hold the fort yeah, and he, I've won comp matches. I've more with dicking around with Torbjorn than I have seriously with any DVS character. <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever, Fernando, I don't give a fuck. I'll just be Torbjorn. <laughs> victory, victory, victory. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can also Tor- test you. Oh, go ahead, Diego. Sorry. Oh, uh, I was going. This was going to be like a reference only Joel would get, but um, Torbjorn is the Rat King and Anne Swift equivalent. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Hey man, if it works, it works, and Torbjorn fucking works. <laughs> what I uh, was gonna, what I was gonna say was, um, I can definitely attest to what Diego was saying. Is like they wouldn't expect a Torbjorn, so, uh, because this it actually reminded me of, um, I was playing Widowmaker and I was trying to spawn camp, and I was I had my sights like at perfect what I thought was perfect headshot level, right? And then I was like, I was telling myself, first sign of movement, I'm gonna just pull the trigger, right? My timing was impeccable, but I shot right above Torbjorn's head. <laughs> I was like, "Damn it!" And it just—he just waddled off. My, I was just so mad. I never not a dwarf. Oh man, I miss Torbjorn. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good right now, actually. Yeah, I haven't played in probably like a year. Sometimes I would get together and play with Joe on PC, but it'd literally just be me and Joe playing quick play and just complaining about how much we hated the game. 
just be us being like, this game could be, do so much. All they need to do is this, this. That's what we're like trying to play. Yeah. All right, Brian, give us your favorites. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you guys, when I believe it was E3, um, I forget what year. Someone can remember. But it was when they showed off the very first trailer for Overwatch. And I remember watching it. It's like, oh, this is interesting. And then lo and behold, bursting through <laughs> the uh, the glass ceiling came this fucking gorilla with a Tesla gun. And I immediately <laughs> was like, okay, I need to play him. And I remember trying him out. And this is like back when, I don't know if like he got better but i just remember i couldn't for the life of me get a hang of winston at all but he's like one of my favorite characters so it was like very disheartening so i was like all right i guess i need to go like look for other people and like mccree was my second choice and i was like i was kind of okay with mccree um but yeah at the beginning of overwatch i was really like dps heavy Cause like oh I it's like I don't want to play you know the cool characters I want to play the the DPS and get all the damage, <laughs> and so I kind of I kind of workshop within like the DPS realm. Um, I guess back then it was assault. Oh, that's another thing. Remember when there was defense characters? Oh, sh- oh yeah, barely. Because uh. it was def- it was defense and assault. There wasn't even yeah. DPS at the time. Because yeah. Torbjorn was defense. Yeah. Torbjorn, May, Widow, Hanzo, Bastion, Junkrat. Damn, yeah. that was the- that's all that's from memory. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy. But yeah, so I I would kind of mess around with that. I messed around with Bastion for a little bit because he's a robot. And it was Bastion. Um I can't remember when, but I, at a certain point, for some reason, I guess we needed support characters. And so I was like, okay, fuck it. You know, I'll try being a support character. And then I remember trying Zenyatta and Lucio. And for some reason, something just clicked. And I wasn't expecting it to. And so at that point on, I became like a mostly support character like or support player. Um as far as like modern Overwatch is, I'd say if I had to give you my top three, like I know I could I could rock these characters, it would number one would be Moira. All the way. I it, fucking forgot about Moira. <laughs> dude. Oh, Lessa, just ready. He's really which, good. I, no, I feel wait, like which, could, <laughs> go ahead, Diego. Oh no, I was going to say which is insane because now that like all the fucking shit's like flooding back, I was like, I think I have the most time on Moira out of any character, <laughs> <laughs> and I just totally yeah, I think, forgot she existed. I think I think just throughout this podcast, like just chambers in our mind are going to just keep unlocking Overwatch yeah, like, knowledge. Waves of nostalgia are going to wash over us. I'm I'm sure. But though I feel like out of all the healers, I feel like Moira is going to be the one that no matter how much they try to nerf her. Or like change her up. She's always gonna be like one of the best ones in the game. Mm-hmm. Just hundred percent. Just because she I feel like besides like Mercy, I feel like she's the most versatile out of all the other healers. Cause like you on one hand, like 
pun, pun unintended, but like on one hand, you you know, you have all of your healing abilities, and then on the other hand, you can also deal out damage when you need to. And then having her like slipstream ability so she can kind of get away if she's in danger. Like, I feel like she's just so well-rounded and I don't know. It just something like clicked like for me and she's always just kind of like my go-to healer. Um, Lucio also um, is a pretty good mainstay. I feel like... They kind of did him a little dirty when they kind of was debuffed his healing uh, abilities a little bit, but he's still decent. So I would I would go with Lucio. Um, I think my number three would have would have to be Junkrat. I feel Junkrat just has that pure chaos ability, and it's so as as dickish as as it seems. It oh it's always so much fun to get somebody in like a a bit like a a trap loop you just keep throwing down the traps and they get stuck and you just keep lobbing lobbing the grenade balls at people and just create chaos and it's so much fun and then having his rip tire going like up walls and trying to like hide the tire until the last moment so people get confused and so much fun um <laughs> but i i over the past five years, I have gotten better with Winston, which is, which is nice. But those three characters, I think, are like my go-to's all the time. Brian, uh, did you have satisfaction whenever you got the uh, the passive kills? Meaning, like when Junkrat dies, he drops his uh, his uh, his um, I forgot what what the name of it is called, but he drops them the the, um, the oh, grenades like the and they grenades? explode. Oh, all the time, all the time, so especially, if, especially if someone used their alt right in front of you and it, you kill them mid alt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's so satisfying. Every time that happens to me, like the um, that one quotes is like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and it just pops in my head. The Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? What about you, Joel? Buckle up, buddies. I'm gonna talk hey. about three hours for this. Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, it for me, it fluctuated. I was, it, I went back and forth, DPS to healer to DPS, tank support. It, it jumped around a lot for me and with their fine tuning. But uh, I'll go with with this first. Characters I was bad with that I loved to play. One was Doomfist. Uh, when they introduced oh him, his play style was I was bad with doomfist really bad but i loved playing as him he was just fun i'm to so get in people's face and blast people <laughs> i was so sad when doomfist came out and i realized that i could never play him because they said they they made him seem like such the fighting game character in the world of like shooters and i was so excited and i've seen people play him so well but then when i try to play him i just like uh uh uppercut uh, I'm gonna try to do my ground pound. Oh no, I missed. Oh, I'm dead. Okay. Yeah. He's like that. You gotta memorize the combos character. <sighs> also yeah. memorize all the yeah. timing, like on the cooldowns. Like, you're trying to do the rocket punch, but you have like it's still on cooldown, and you have like Reinhardt up in your face. It's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed uh, 
for my short time. I, I really did play Widow for a hot minute. I was super bad with her. But, you know, when I got did get those headshots when they mattered sometimes, I was good with it. Once, you know, once in week 12 yeah. matches, I was doing something. Man, back then you were um, Mr. Oolala. Oolala, <laughs> just spamming that shit. Everyone's like, shut up, Joel. Um, <laughs> we'll say, uh, you know, Soldier's solid, but McCree, I've always liked defaulted back to McCree. Um, when Anna came out, that was she was my girl for heels, no matter what. Even if like team comp was suffering, I was like, I don't care. I have to use her for the sleep dart and ult, and I, I always did. She's super fun. I, all the healers are really good. And when Moira did come out, I was using her for a hot minute. Uh, let's see who else is here. I'm looking at the list. Um, I was definitely on the Genji kick for the longest time, and I wasn't really good with his deflect. But once in a blue moon, I got a, like I could deflect an ult, and it was pretty satisfying. Um, to this day, I feel like Genji's fo- like forward like slash attack. Like in the past five years, I've maybe landed three. It's it's really just like to finish them off. That's what yeah. I at least for me like if they're weak, boom! You just as soon as you just take that moment to to kill them. Um, and then I think for like before I stopped playing uh, religiously, like I did, I'd have to say it was between Orisa, Bastion, and 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 Anna with sprinkles of Ash and and Brigitte. I really did enjoy playing as Brigitte, but they. When I last played her, they nerfed her to the ground really bad. And it's not like she wasn't viable, but it, it was clear like she can't keep up, you know? But she was super fun. I, I remember she, having a lot she, of fun with that. She has been sequestered to the like secondary support character for life. Yeah. She point. was really good when she first came out. Like her utilities, her her healing, her damage. She was actually she basically broke the oh the uh the meta for Overwatch yeah. League. Hmm. Like she—that's yeah. why they nerfed her to the ground. Is because she was just too good. <laughs> yeah, that's I def- always kind of like a a downside is that there's the oh, how is this going to affect the Overwatch League in that meta versus like people that are just playing the game to play the game? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got a lot of hate mail for Bastion. I'll tell you that. Bastion got a lot of hate mail and rightfully slow. Sometimes I'd camp with it. Sometimes I was ready. Like, what are you doing running around in recon mode? And, you you know, I'm getting kills running around as as that robot. People are wondering, like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bastion for life. She's my girl. Um, I was also going to ask you guys. Oh, were you going to say something? No, no, no. No, no, go ahead. It's cool. No, I was going to (laughs) say, if you guys had any fun competitive stories you wanted to share uh, i'll go first uh i this is one of my favorites i repeated a lot but i i decided to solo queue big mistake already um and i joined this team and i was like i'll play lucio i'm i'm not the best but i'm not the worst and i'll do better than with like Anna with this team and then <laughs> this winston was like i'm gonna go charge in and take him on i'm like no nah, you should hang out with me man and he's like, no, you should hang out with me. And then he charges in and just dies instantly. And I just leave him alone the rest <laughs> of the match. Just ugh, like before oh there God. wasn't when I was doing that, there wasn't a, there's a system where like you can praise what your teammates are doing if they're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, if before that was out, like if that was out, when I was doing that match. I definitely wouldn't have given that guy any points for that. Just like, I'm going to call the shots right now and fail. 
let's go to Diego, Brian, and then Jameson. Do you guys have any fun comp moments? Or if not comp, like fun clutch moments or humorous moments you guys remember? Yeah, I, n- I never played comp. I was always like, ah, I don't want the stress of that. So I was, lo- I was always just playing like quick play, doing that stuff. I w- to be honest, like 90% of the time, I was just like trying to do meme stuff. Or it's like Torbjorn, or I was trying to do dumb things with Joe, like where we were trying to do like the thing where you like lay the trap as Junkrat, and then Joe would Roadhog and try to be like cooking people into it. God, <laughs> it was a lot that's of that evil, kind of dude. stuff. Evil. Hey man, that's what you do. That or it'd be like it, if there was anything where I would be playing recent, just trying to tether people off the map. That that was so satisfying. I. Yeah. If I had to default to a tank, it was Arisa, and especially that one map. Is it Greece? Is it Greece? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's that giant hole in the middle. It's just the boot map. Everyone knows it's the boot map. You just yeah. shove people in the hole. The Ilias well. Yep. Oh man. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any comp stories because I play comp a little bit. Oh, actually. I mean, it's not like a big, it's not like a big moment, but I remember I was trying out Zenyatta. Like, this is when I was like getting into like being a support character player. And I was playing as Zenyatta. And I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I just had one comp match where I was just like in the groove for no reason. And I was like, just. You know, Laying out the healing orbs, the discord orbs, like kind of you know, popping some people left and right a little bit, you know, trying to do my best job. And somehow, I, I don't know how, but I got play of the game in that one comp match. And that it's like, how did I do this? I'm not even like that good with Zenyatta. It's like, what, what did our team, did our enemy team just suck balls? I don't know what happened. And that was like the peak of my Zenyatta career because after that, it just went downhill. <laughs> and then and then, Mo- and then Moira came out and then I was like okay I found my place I guess it's my turn yeah yeah go for it okay um I would like to spend a time and say two of my favorite moments um first one being um when Hammond is when Hammond was like early and he like he first came out um I remember I think this was a comp match, and um, this was in overtime. I switched to Hammond, and I was I we were playing Hanum, I was playing Hanumura, and I was trying to get to that second point. So I literally just as fast as I can get to that point, and um, I, like I see a Doomfist protecting the point. He he tries to chop, um, I'm crossing that little bridge into the actual like um, zone area, and he misses his rocket punch, and then but so I'm in the zone kind of like um trying to like capture the points again this is overtime too and i'm like panicking I'm like trying to shoot him trying to survive and then um he comes back in the zone and he, he uppercuts me into the air my first thought was oh crap if i stay up in the air too long i'm gonna we're gonna lose the match so i i uh, pile drive into the four which knocks him even higher and then i capture the point and he he loses the point because he's technically off the off the capture points and I was like, did I just win that? Like, I was actually super surprised. And I'm like, at that point, I just instantly loved Hammond. Like, I don't care what anyone would say after that. <laughs> and, um, I'm sorry? I was just going to say, Hammond is like, 
such like a fun tank to play. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Hammond is definitely like the 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 shit poster of tanks. <laughs> like you're either, you know, you roll in, you like shoot, you do your drop down, then leave, or you're the one guy that just finds a point and just spins all day. <laughs> Let it rip. I hate I hate doing it when myself unless I'm desperate and I hate it when other players do that. Oh, it's so much fun though. It is. He, I remember when Hammond came out playing. and Brian was playing a shit ton of Hammond. Dude, get a grappling hook. Of course I was gonna play as it. Yeah. <laughs> and like then, I don't um, Oh, no, go go ahead. Ahead. no, go ahead, Diego. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't know why, but I just have this vivid memory of playing um, Overwatch on PC with Brian, and it's about the time Hammond came out. And I just remember Brian being like, oh, I found a really cool like um, keybind for, uh, like, you do the, the up one is, like, scroll wheel up, and then you're, the ground pound, it's a scroll wheel down. And I don't know why that's, like, burned into my memory. <laughs> the stupid shit we, like tried to do like late at night and it's like i wonder if this key binding work like that's how i found that's how i found like a cool way to play as lucio was from that idea where um you'd scroll up to change it from healing to uh speed and scrolling down would uh activate the uh the boost so like you're actually like so it's kind of like you're actually like playing like like uh or like scratching a disc or not a disc but like a record yeah what was your Um, second one jameson my second one was actually, um, it was a, it was a bunch of us playing. I remember, uh, I mainly remember uh, Fernando being with us playing. I forgot who else was with us, but we were playing as a group. It was kind of late at night, and then Fernando was just, um, was just hating on Zenyatta all night. And then I was just like, you know what? Fine, screw it. I'm gonna be Zenyatta. I'm gonna prove you wrong because I, I freaking love playing Zenyatta, right? <laughs> I and think then, I remember um, this actually. He was he was like for like two or three hours. He was just talking mad shit yeah. about Zenyatta. Yeah, yeah. Has. And then and then so there was this point where like you know where we were on um oh what's that I can't remember the name, the name of the map but then um it was uh it was a payload map and um I remember when uh, we got to like towards the end um a Zarya graviton or grav uh, sent out her, her graviton gravity orb at us and then a soldier 76 and a far started bombarding us and i popped my transcendence old and i saved the entire team we basically and we won the match right and then like we were like oh we got to play the game play the game and then for now i was like nah it ain't no trash in yada screw in yada he sucks and then it was actually me um being Zenyatta <laughs> and doing that exact that ult saving um fight or that fight saving ults and Fernando was just so mad, and he, he was like, "You want forget this? I'm dumping." And he's just, he was just <laughs> I love that he gave you. You pretty much gave him the win, and he rage quit because of it. <laughs> like, I, we were all just laughing so hard; it was so great. And that was like my that was probably my favorite Zenyatta moment. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's too that's too good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Those late night team ups, man. <laughs> uh, going back to our characters, um, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but do you guys have a favorite skin of a character? Um, oh. I have a bunch, but uh, the one that I, comes I, to I, mind to me right now 
um, is definitely Moira's Black Watch for me right now. I don't know why it just it's ingrained I, in my memory. I just thought it was so was really cool. cool. I was gonna I um, was gonna say my answer is quick and easy. Black Watch anything. <laughs> yeah. That's a yeah. Uh, they definitely had some cool skins over the years, but I'm just wondering if you guys defaulted any favorites. Um, I definitely liked my Orisa bug one too. There's like an elephant bug one. Love. I that remember one. you you were obsessed with that. <laughs> Oh, dude, they had to be the Beetleborg on the map. Yeah, they had to constant <laughs> Beetleborgs. All right, do you have any? Do you remember Diego? Just like it was like always um, on, no matter what. Right off the bat, it's not even one I had. It was Witch Mercy because I couldn't get it. Because when I when oh, yeah. I started playing again, I started playing after they did the first Halloween event, so I couldn't get it, and I loved that skin. So it's just like a constant, like, oh, well, I gotta wait a fucking year now before I can get it. That, and then probably, I liked a lot of Mercy skins, because I played her a lot. And then... Yeah, really good skins. Yeah, the uh, the goddess one, like the Greek goddess one was really cool. I remember, like, literally grinding, nice. trying to get that skin, and, like, getting it, like, on the last day. Nice. Nice. I got the. I really like the Genji Sentai one. I got that first day. I was like, yes, oh, I was pumped. Sentai skin was dope. Yeah. <laughs> By you, Jameson. Any uh, any skins come to mind that stand out? Stand uh, the test of time. Well, to stand the test of time, um, first one I was actually gonna say was a skin that was just released is uh, Hammond's uh, eight ball skin. Um, oh yeah. It's in, in the most uh recent events the anniversary events where he's he's in a it's a freaking hamster in a tuxedo or in the suits and he just looks really swaggy and i i love it um otherwise uh i'm actually looking at the characters right now trying to remember what skins i have and what skins might be in my 1200 loot boxes um (laughs) all of them (laughs) literally i'm sure you have all of them five years Um, worth of skins i do really like um on a snow owl skin. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, dude, that's yeah. great. I actually I love really love that skin. Like she's ha- she actually has a great. lot of really neat skins, but the snow owl just sticks out like a lot and I love it. I want to um, give I want to give a shout out real quick to um to Lucio's jazz skin. Yes. Oh, that was, oh that's yeah. Cuz that was the first skin that actually did more than just change the look of a character. Like the fact that he started playing jazz music instead of his normal DJ music was so cool. And it like left a precedent where it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, the Overwatch team could like bring out skins that changed more than just the looks of other characters. And, and then they never did it again. <laughs> and they did they didn't. And that was so sad because I was like, there's so much potential. Like, how cool would it have been to have, like, a Metal Lucio or sign like that? Well, there is the Lego Bastion skin where it, he actually is firing Lego bricks and they change the sound of his gun. Yeah, oh, but fuck, Lucio right. had so much, like, potential. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And then every skin after that was just like, oh, different colors or, a like, something kind of, I don't know. Can Can we put a, can we? Um, have a moment of silence for Zarya, who didn't get a good skin until about year four of Overwatch. God, seriously, yeah. talking about the cyber one, like the Iron Man one that they gave her, the toothbrush. Yeah, 
It wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be an Overwatch event if Genji didn't get a skin. Yeah, Tracer. Yeah, yeah, Genji and Tracer. What what would happen if they didn't get a skin for an event? It wouldn't be an event. Yeah, yeah. I do rock that Tracer. Game. That Tracer um, graffiti skin. I do rock that one though. Yeah, that's that a good one. I like that one a lot too. I I kind of like the fact that um, kind of going on a different topic that almost all of our favorite characters or like the favorite like ones that we would like play as are not the ones that like our friend group or like most people would think of when they think of us. <laughs> or like, like how the characters we play with the most aren't the characters we liked at first. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I feel like when everyone, like, everyone in our friend group kind of has that character that, like, the second you see that person, you're like, oh, this is their character. Like, for Brian, it's McCree. Everyone sees Brian and instantly thinks McCree. And I like McCree. I'm just not good at him. Joel, it's Widowmaker. It's just synonymous. (laughs) Jameson has Genji, even though Jameson almost never plays Genji. (laughs) I've been getting better. No, but but like when you we for when we first started doing stuff, everyone just assumed you loved Genji, and then mm-hmm. like, and then it was like, oh, everyone started kind of like to go into like the oh yeah, I'm actually going to try to get good at this character because now it's like synonymous with me. Yeah. Like for me, it was Junkrat. Like I didn't play Junkrat for the longest was- time, and then I was just associated with him. <laughs> that was I was like, Junkrat well, I guess I gotta and- get good at him. <laughs> It was Junkrat and Reaper. Yeah. Those are like interchangeable for you. Yeah, just because I'm edgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's that Diablo background. You have a <laughs> ten year you have a ten year old play Diablo too. They're gonna come out kind of edgy. <laughs> oh. oh, speaking of edgy, did you guys see that new Widowmaker like edgy skin? The Angel of Death? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. I it think looks I got good. good. Look I got an again. email about it. You got an email <laughs> no, about it? It wasn't about that. It was actually about the Mercy skin for Overwatch League. Because oh, okay. I'm still signed up for the like Blizzard emails. And that was like, I scrolled through it and that was at the bottom. It is pretty cool. I got an email about the Widow skin, actually, too. Um, speaking of, you mentioned League... Um, I think at yes. the height of its popularity, Overwatch made a great move, and they made an Overwatch League. And they had so many fans, you know, it was just automatic that a lot of us just drifted to it. We were watching games. Um, we had friends go to the conference in, like, Los Angeles. There was one locally that a bunch of friends went to, and mm-hmm. it was it was a wild experience, you know? I mean, we were like, oh, shit, is this the future of, like, entertainment? We're going to, like... Much like sports games, you know, baseball, football, etc. But it was literally for Overwatch. And, you know, it was cool. Like, we have all these people who love all these characters coming together. I mean, it's it's like the camaraderie of sports, but, like, for gaming. Which, for me, at the time, was kind of mind-blowing. Dude, we um, literally had, like, parties. Where it was like, we went over to our house and watched the... Well, it was when they were doing the, the World... Was, did they call it the World, the World Cup? Cup? Yeah. World Cup. yeah. Well... Diego, if if you remember, I know Joel mentioned it, but um, when we went to the the world qualifier, we were at the last one bef- when they announced that there was going to be an Overwatch League. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, they did. I forgot about that. Cause I remember, yeah, we went yeah. to the one in LA that, but that was for the world cup. And was that, that was like the second year they did it. Right. Or was that the first year? That was the second world. Yeah. Cup? That they do. Yeah. That they did a world cup. I think it was, like, it was like, because they had two world cups before overwatch league came out. If I, I think that, I think you guys are correct. Yeah. And it was like the final qualifier before uh, BlizzCon. And I just remember at the end, it's like, all right, and we have, um, you know, is Team USA actually made it through? And it's like, okay, cool. It's like, oh, by the way, starting early next year, we're going to have an Overwatch League. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then they started, then they did it the correct way and had it like city based. So you could get that city hype. Mm -hmm. SF Shock. Yep. Two-time champs. Back-to-back. Back-to-back, to back, just like the Giants. Was Whoa. it back-to-back? Back? Oh, shit. It was. It was. Back-to-back. Back. But yeah, I don't know. It was... Eh. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, there was just something about being in like that atmosphere. It's like... not never really grew up being a sports person, but it was so weird. It's like having a game that you know, we played hours and hours of like just in our friend group, but like going to like an airport hangar in Santa Monica, just like watching like really good players of Overwatch, like do these really awesome things. Yeah. After doing a six hour, no, not a six, a 12 hour drive. Oh God. Cause that was the synonymous Gilroy trip. Uh. So we need to talk about it. I want to talk, I want to talk about that. Yes, it needs to be stated in uh, a recording of some kind. Yeah. Cuz I think I think we've told both of you this story. So we planned a trip. Here we're we go, go again. We're going to go to the qualifiers, right? And we're like, "All right, it was it was me, Diego, and our buddy Joe. We were going to drive down like that Friday. We're going to drive down uh all the way to Santa Monica." Yeah. And we had to leave. We had to leave at two or something because you were getting off work. Yeah, it's like I was like right off of work. It's like okay, let's go. And so we head down, and I missed an exit that we were supposed to take. It's like oh, don't worry, we can we can cut through uh, Gilroy, right? Boy, was that the biggest fucking mistake I have ever made. We were stuck in traffic for o- almost over four hours. Dan still traffic. We were losing our minds. We <laughs> took Snapchats of the traffic, and it was that a it was that a street light or it was that a traffic light, right? And you know, thirty minutes goes by, and like just for shits and giggles, we looked at our our Snapchat uh, camera roll, and looked at that one snap, and it said thirty minutes ago, and I literally just turn around. And I see this the traffic like right behind us, and it's like we've been in this spot for thirty fucking minutes. And then, it was like getting, yeah. <sighs> and then Brian did the coolest thing ever of rolling down <laughs> our windows right next to a fucking garlic factory. <laughs> so for anybody listening that doesn't know, Gilroy, California, is like the garlic central of the state. And their biggest thing there is this garlic processing factory where the main road to get to Highway 5 
um, goes to, goes past. And I was like, oh, it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot out. I want to see how hot it is. And so I open up the window and then this fucking like brick wall of just hot garlic just smacks all of us into the face. And it like, was so eyes bad. burning like that shit hurt. <laughs> it was but so like, bad. But like our our plan was we we're going to leave at two. We we're going to get to our halfway point around like seven ish and then make it to Santa Monica to our hotel by 10. Um, by the time we got out of traffic and onto high to Interstate five, we didn't get onto the five until seven. Yeah. By, by and... the time we reached Kettleman City, which is the halfway point, it had been almost six hours. Which is the amount of time it takes you to drive to LA. Yeah. And and the cherry on the cake. Um it was we were all tired. It was getting late. Like we were trying to keep each other like from going insane, which ended up just making it worse because we thought that we could try to learn how to how to um freestyle rap. Yeah, to, you you know a Disney situation's phones? bad when um I turn to Joe and Brian and be like, hey, you guys want to learn how to rap? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, to no. but to but to put the cherry on on the cake, right? So we're get, getting halfway there, and we're like, okay. And we asked uh, Joe was our was our our phone guy, right? So it was like, okay, Joe, you know, give us the address to the hotel, you know, so we can get there. It's like, all right. And so we get there and we start looking around. It's like, okay, well, the hotel has to be somewhere around here. And it's like, oh, look, we see like the Overwatch stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. So like we, we know this is like the area. So like, wow, our hotel must be really close. And then we get to our destination and we look around and we realize that Joe gave us the directions to the site of qualifiers and our hotel was another almost 20 minutes away <laughs> and at this point we were just so tired and exhausted and we like we managed to get to our hotel at midnight we we were literally by the time we got into the hotel room it was exactly one minute away from us being on the road for 12 hours Oof big oof and then we yeah. saw the overwatch league and it was great and we had a fun <laughs> time and we got a bunch of swag and they had food trucks that were really cool nice and i made some signs and we were on twitch you nice. could see my dumb signs of reaper holding a pie and <laughs> reaper reaper as a puppet like the backstreet boys for InSync, whichever ones did bye bye. I think bye. it was I, I think it was InSync. It was InSync. <laughs> I remember yeah. actively watching this Twitch stream of the uh of the World Cup. Like not even really paying attention to the World Cup, but anytime they panned to the audience, I was like diligently looking for any of you guys, like trying to take pictures like I see you guys. Oh, but... and sh shout out to the dude that was like kind of seating people because he was that wasn't his real job he was like kind of just showing people oh yeah around this area man every day he hooked us up dude he gave us such good like we were like dead center like front half like every day when we were there 
it was like we'd just be kind of like wandering looking for our own seats and then he'd just be like hey you guys need you guys looking for seats and we'd be like yeah and he's like i got you right over here nice nice like we were like i think third row like center for one of them right oh, yeah for the last day yeah that nice. was great but yeah it's like all right what about I you guys? i want we, to we... ask you guys oh go ahead brian go ahead well i was gonna ask you guys like about uh your thoughts about the league you go first jameson um I remember when the league was first announced and then like I'm seeing all these cool names like Houston Outlaws, um New York Excelsior, um Toronto Rain or Atlanta Rain. I'm like, oh all these guys got cool names. I and I wonder if San Francisco has a name or has a team. Then they're like San Francisco, I'm like, okay, cool, what's the logo? Shock. I'm like, oh. Initially, like I was just like, oh okay, I guess, you know, I'll su- I'll support the team, you know. Stop the world, baby. Yeah, and then like eventually it caught on. It's like, yeah, shock the world, this and this, and like all the logos that came with it. And I, I got on the bandwagon, and you know, I'm a shock fan. Um, I also remember uh, the first season, like looking at all the people, all the uh, all these uh, pro players, um, competing and all that. And I noticed that a lot of them are just kids, like 18 years old or just a little bit older. And then, um, I'm like. Wow, these guys are these guys are really young. Like, and I started realizing like they're also playing a shit ton of matches within a, a short a time frame. Like some of the teams were playing, I believe, two or three matches per weekend. And in my head, I was like, that's kind of that must be draining because they I don't know what goes behind it. Like if they if they had to like practice against or like do like film study or like you know do more practicing the. Uh, to practice different techniques against certain teams, blah blah blah. But I was able to, like, in my head, I was like, these kids are gonna get burnt out, and a lot of them did. Like, I I felt really bad personally. Cause wasn't because wasn't the first season of Overwatch League? There was like eight. Teams. There was. There, I'm sorry. Yeah, it wasn't that many. There was like a handful of teams. It wasn't like yeah. a full a full league yet. Like not to where it is now. No, yeah. not at all. And, um, I think like the first week didn't shock just right off the bat play like two back to back games because like one team wasn't able to wasn't able to play for some reason. Yeah, there was there was one team that couldn't make it to the destination in time. So they had to do a They had to pull double shift on one day and then they had their actual second game the next day. Yeah. I don't remember that incident, to be honest, but. I do remember that they had to go forty games within like, um, like six months, which I think is kind of preposterous. Like, Overwatch League was just draining them of all their time, in my opinion. And a lot of these kids were coming from overseas, like Korea, like a lot of the Korean players, like Asian players, some kids coming up from London, and all that. So like, all coming to uh to California to play this game. And oh yeah. Yeah, it's like that must be incredibly draining. Like, how if they're going to do Overwatch League with all these different cities, how's this going to work? Like, right? Because not are, only do you have to get adjusted to the time frame, but also you have to like do like I don't know how many times they practice when like they're not on screen, you know, and then yeah, then play the games and then do it all over again. Yeah, and I don't know, like. I remember, like watching the shock, like 
I was I really wanted to see the shock do well, but then that year I remember we were we weren't a very good team that year. Um our superstars were actually only seventeen years old and because of uh I guess legal issues, um you're not like they can't play a professional sport under the age of eighteen. Yeah. Something like that. And then so I remember like hearing about these two kids uh, named Sinatra where their gamer tags are Sinatra and Super and like just waiting for them to you know to become of age so then that way I can see what they got. And sure. like when they finally made it out, it's like these kids are, are freaking good. It's weird to think that you know it, it felt like it wasn't even that long ago when like the league started and now you have so many people like players that were so like new at the time or now considered like veterans or have retired from playing yeah it's yeah. so strange just like the turnaround time for like competitive like game players i th- i guess it makes sense though because like if you compare it to actual like to other like traditional sports it's like the turnaround might be longer because like okay you take baseball baseball is a game that's been around for how many years like mm. Whereas you have, whereas video games, there's already a high turnaround with games. Like the fact that people have been playing Overwatch for six years is insane to think about. Most games, you probably have like a lifespan of a year, and then it's the next game to come out or the next thing. True. And so it's like these people are always going to be chasing that next game. It'd be like a better, like, not connection uh like comparison would be um instead of players changing games it'd be like players changing teams like a baseball player going from one team to another team is more similar to a player going from one game to another game very true well um what about you joel what's your uh your opinions on the overwatch league I, I thought it was really cool, you know. I mean I, I went to some, you know, baseball games and football games growing up and stuff and um, it's pretty cool, you know. You go with your family, you have a good time, and this time, like, we were going to these events as you know, a group of friends, and we just really enjoyed Overwatch. So it's just really cool to actually. I mean, not that I don't like baseball, but I definitely enjoyed, you know, at the time the Overwatch League, uh, you know, going with friends and just having a good time. Remember when we went to Jack London Square in Oakland, and it was like the Shock versus the Los Angeles team. Forgot their name. Um, it, was the, it was the valley. It was the valley. Like yeah, the- it was. It was fun. You know, everyone was hyped up. Audience was hyped up. Chanting and cheering. Good times. We got some little bit of swag. Took a you know a picture with some stuff. It was cool. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed like the camaraderie of it. It was time fun. You know, and uh, I think we went to uh, where was it? Uh, Fanime in San Jose, and we met one of the league players. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> It was that like, was this uh, is dope. That was Nomi. Yeah, it was Nomi. Yeah. Or his no, game tag no, was Nomi. No, Nomi was the was the moment when I started understanding Winston because he was he was a uh, Shocks tank player at the time, and he was he was big on Winston. And so I was like, I was like, dude, you got to tell me like what it's like. What can I do to be a better Winston? And it was like it was one of those moments where like the master like said the most simple thing that you could never think of, and it's like. Oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
he was really cool. He was a really yeah. he was a real chill dude. I was sad when he uh, got let go. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Aside, you know, there's always going to be some scandal with some big event, you know, and players and stuff like that. But I I thought it was cool. I I don't know if I'll I'll go back. Maybe when you know Overwatch Two comes back, I'll I don't know. See we'll how see that goes. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of that. I wanted to ask you guys, especially Jameson, because you play the most out of all this now. Um, what are things over the past five years you thought that they should have done or would like to see in Overwatch Two? You could choose, like, if what you know. For example, like I'll say, I wish they kind of know that it's like a like a six v six game mode kind of game, and that's what to expect. I was, you know, over the course of five years, I was kind of expecting a little more. And, you know, I do know that they kind of gave it to us with some PvE stuff, you know, the events, but it was more or less, like, the same thing. You know what I mean? It's it's a capture point. You're with four characters, and you just, it's like a horde mode, which is really... I like horde modes, but I was kind of expecting more. But uh, yeah. I just want to see what your guys' input is for that as well. So let, let's start with Jameson, and we'll go to Diego, then Brian. So I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head, like, um, they were pumping out a lot of content those first couple years because, yeah, the game was huge and, like, everyone was, everyone just wanted more and more, like, and, um, they started pumping out characters, like, when they, I thought 21 characters was a lot, and then they brought in, they were, they announced this new character named Anna. I'm like, who the heck is this old lady? Like, what is she gonna do? <laughs> Turns out she's one of the best healers in the game, and she's incredibly fun and, like, versatile player. Hell yeah. Yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then like four months later, they really they're talking about this. They're starting to drop like these cryptic hints on like this hacker who's like hacking the Overwatch system, and like they have this little symbol. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, this is actually really cool. Like all that lore, all that hype up for these new characters. And then the, um, they with that said, they also they released uh, Sombra, which she's also a very great character. To play as she's annoying as hell to play against, but she's she's really fun. Um, the issue about that though is I felt like they were pumping out too much to try to appease the fans who were who ultimately were just never satisfied with or they couldn't ever be satisfied and they always wanted more and more contents like characters, maps. Uh, more events. Um, the like what you said earlier. The events were just the same events over and over every year. Like, and we always wanted something new. We wanted something better. But they, unfortunately, I guess, either they didn't have any. They didn't know what to do, or they just. I we don't we don't know. Um, all the skins, like everything, was just. It's just we just we can just never have enough, and I feel like that's that's really what hit Overwatch the hardest is they did so much to try to appease the fans with all those beautiful cinematics, all the uh, all these really cool skins and all that, but they they went full throttle and they ran out of gas before they can reach the finish line. Right, and that's, it's just it's just this weird like middle ground where it's like. Most other games would have died out at that point, but since Overwatch just had such a big player base, they were still playing the game. But at the same time, like once you started getting into the later years, like year four and five, it's just there's not, there's nothing really new there to 
really keep people to keep playing. Yeah. Like that was a big thing for for me to why I stopped playing was it's just like it became too much of the same thing to the point where it was like, yeah, the events are cool and they have their nostalgia, but I'm not going to play the holiday event to play May Snowball Fight every year. <laughs> like it was cool the first year and like Junkenstein's Revenge was cool the first year. But you come the second year, yeah, I might want to see that again, but I want to see something added on. It was the, for me, it was the big thing where it's like, yeah, skins are cool, maps are cool, but to use both of those things, you need a game that people want to play. And that just wasn't there. It was like, okay, I'm going to escort the payload or like, just do 6v6, but there was nothing like to make me want to do that. Like, there was no reason for me to play the game at a certain point because it's like, okay, well, I've done this a million times. The grind isn't new. It's not exciting. Like, even if it was as simple as them, like the one year where they like had two maps that were like holidayed out, it's like, oh, that's sweet. I want to play on those two maps. But then those weren't the maps that popped up in quick play. You still had the full rotation. So it's like, it's those things. There's just like not enough in it at all. It's kind of like masked by like, oh, here's a bunch of like small things when it's like we really just need one big thing. I, I, you brought up an important point that I remember before we shift over to another person. But I remember they like, oh, we introduced a new map, but they didn't have a game mode for it. It's like, you'll get it when you get there. I was like, what? Like, when can like, I see this new map? Oh, we don't know. It's like, uh. Cool, I gotta play, like, ten matches. Nine of those are on maps I've played before, and then the last one might be the new map. Like, it's so, like, oh, there's ten maps? Now there's a new eleventh one. You still gotta play through all of them. Don't worry. You'll just have to play Anubis, like, five times before you can get one of the new maps. Yeah. Adding them to, um... Adding on to what Diego was saying, um, I feel like, it, well, over, well, I guess we're going to talk about it later, but sorry, I was kind of coughing. <clears throat> no worries. Uh, Overwatch 2 is adding like a progression system where like Overwatch 1 was lacking. And I feel like because Overwatch 1 was just the same thing over and over, there was no grind, no way to see progress, really. It's just the same game over and over. And um, I'm going to compare it to Destiny, where it's like, you see a progression growing every single day with new weapons, new armor. You can upgrade those armor pieces. You can grind for different stuff, doing different events. There's just so much in Destiny that you can do to to get better. And Overwatch, uh, Overwatch 1 kind of, not kind of, but they severely lacked that, that factor. Yeah, it was also like kind of adding on to that with like the comparison to Destiny. It's like in Destiny, if a new gun comes out, I kind of know what I need to do to get it. And it may be random, but it's 100% less random than, oh, a new skin came out in Overwatch. I got to open like 50 loot boxes to maybe get it. 
Mm-hmm. One in 12 is guaranteed gold. Yeah. But it's like, you it's so much, there's so much like, oh, this, everything's kind of up in the air with kind of the Overwatch reward system versus like, oh, if I want to get this new gun, I just have to play this strike or I need to play this game mode and eventually I'll get it. I so mean, I pulled up I pulled up the progression system that Jameson was talking about and I'm looking at it and it actually gives me more Borderlands vibes than it does like Destiny because like for people that are listening to this, like you have your three different categories and then they all have certain perks that kind of help out in that kind of um, aspect. And I I'm interested to see for Overwatch 2 where depending on how you like kit out your character, it could like somehow some have enough difference to actually kind of matter depending on your play style in a way. It'd be very, yeah, this is, this is an interesting skill tree. I haven't, sorry, I haven't looked at it. I, I just pulled it up, but yeah, uh, this allows for a lot of customization, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what, what's going to happen. So or like, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I guess we're kind of jumping into overwatch two now. Um, what you guys are currently looking at is, as far as I know, only a skill tree for the PVE like missions that you're that um, they're gonna pump out. Oh, really? Like co-op stuff. Yeah. So those oh. uh, those skills, I don't think are gonna pertain to the the main how Overwatch One was. Whereas PVP, like those skills are, as far as I know, only uh, for for the co-op stuff. So we could kind of like infer, at least for now, that it might be fixed then in PvP as opposed to like other games. Again, comparing it to Destiny, because that's what we know, like where you can kind of in PvE and PvP, you know, customize your skills. But in Overwatch, it seems like it's going to be fixed. Like, I think you can kind of draw a lot of comparisons between Destiny and Overwatch a bit in, in terms of like this whole them coming out with the sequel thing, because like, I don't know if it seems kind of like familiar to you guys, but it's like, game that everyone loves and has a really big cult following all of a sudden they announce a second sequel game under the the guise of activision um yeah that's true activision's definitely a part of this where it's like to be honest like destiny one was a solid game and destiny two could have just been updates to destiny one like, you look at where they're going with Destiny 2 now, where it's like, they might as well drop the 2 off of it. It's really, I don't even think they have 2 in the title half the time anymore. It's usually just they Destiny don't. and then the subtitle. They usually just call it by the expansion now. Yeah, so it's just like, they've they've already shifted to the fact that this is our main game. And this is what we're going to only focus on for the most part. And that's what I want to see out of Overwatch. Now, what's interesting is that recently they did a a kind of deep dive into their PvP for Overwatch 2, what their plans are at this moment. And they've done some tweaking. Um, They, right, as of right now, they're keeping it, or they're not keeping it, but they are changing it to a 5v5 format instead of a a 6v6 and they're taking away um one tank position so the so the meta will become a two t two dbs do two support and one tank 
But to kind of mitigate that, they're doing not a complete overhaul of what tanks can do, but they are definitely making tanks more viable on their own. Like, for example, um, Reinhardt can quick cancel his charge attack, and also he can do two flame strikes, or Zarya has two bubbles to project and to use for herself. And just overall kind of more can take more hits but then also you have some characters that are diff- can differentiate between each other based on like their their characteristics and like in like movement speeds but then you just also have um it's very weird because their plan at this moment is that they still want to keep Overwatch 1 alive like PVP wise do you, I want to ask you guys this question. Do you think that if they keep going on this trajectory right now where they keep both Overwatch and Overwatch 2 linked together, do you think that that's a good enough reason to keep both games alive? Or do you think that this might hinder Overwatch 2 a little bit? Um, I think that Overwatch 1 is... They're going to keep supporting Overwatch 1 like Nintendo kept supporting the 3DS. They're not. I feel like the second Overwatch 2 comes out and people buy it and they have a a big enough like player base, Des- or not Destiny, uh, Overwatch 1 is just going to kind of like get phased out. Because, yeah, because I just... If they're changing the meta for Overwatch 2 so much and they want to have play like connect like have both players connect together from like Overwatch 1 and 2 does that mean that they would have to overhaul Overwatch 1 as well? Yeah, I just don't, it just that, that doesn't make sense to me. It just seems like Overwatch 2 is just a big DLC, a big expansion for Overwatch. I would agree with Diego where Overwatch 1 will still be around, but like what you were saying about the uh the tank or the 5v5 thing now. Um the tank meta has essentially changed the game of Overwatch. Like every critical um tank meta, such as the dive meta, the pit the pirate ship, what I call the meatball or Double Shield changed <laughs> Overwatch League to the point where d- the dev team um, Overwatch League was, you just saw the same characters being played over and over. And it's kind of like. That was all and, of year two, it was just the same team. Yeah. And of course, Overwatch had tw- at that point like 24, 25 different characters. It's like, well, we, people want to see other characters. We want to see these other characters being used and like see how people can counter, etc. But the because the tanks based essentially drove Overwatch meta into the ground. Um, this is I feel like with this new five v five thing, whereas now it's a single tank, it's going to change um, the Overwatch League, and I feel like the Overwatch League is going to be heading to the five v five over six v six solely because of the um, the impact the tank uh, characters had in Overwatch One. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Joel? What do you think? Uh, what do I think? Um, what was the question again? That was a lot of information. Basically, like, do you think 
is a good or a bad thing that they're going to try to keep both games alive at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I drifted up a little. Um, I think it's you, you guys have said it pretty well. It's going to go kind of like the route of, again, like Destiny, Destiny 2. People do still play Destiny, but if it's anything like the comparison I'm making, why go back? There's already, like, you can... One of my things I always shit on about Destiny, even though I put many hours in that game, you cannot vault up in Destiny 1. Right? Like, you just hit a wall and you're dead. Um, I always complain about this. I'm so glad we have it in 2. And I feel like when they introduce things like that into Overwatch 2, it's like, oh, there are clear quality of life changes that make this way better. Right? It's like, why go back to the original? I mean, sure, for nostalgia, right? Pop it in, have some fun. But, you know, <laughs> me and Brian actually played uh, the original Battlefront 2, like, I don't know, what, a year or two ago? <laughs> oh, God. Like, 45 minutes in, I was like, why the fuck am I playing this? This isn't that good anymore. <laughs> this nostalgia can only hold for so long, at least for me. Like, some things, like, yeah, of course, like, my nostalgia for Star Wars and Gundam, you know, that's always going to be king for me. But, you know, some things, they're just not going to be as good when you go back. And I think two at the same time is something they're saying like what we've talked about earlier like it's appeasing the fans but they're not going to do it forever and i don't think they'll do it for long yeah and yeah because you it, just have it's, to think it's like i can understand why they want to keep the overwatch one players still up to date but at the same time it's like this game's been out for five years like when overwatch 2 like gets in the full gear like the amount of support that Overwatch has now is going to dr- be dropped by half, like guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, definitely. And it's like, I I can only imagine like people trying to play Overwatch One, like on on a copy of Overwatch One, playing against people that are on Overwatch Two, and just have the overall better experience. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like to bring in Fortnite, not to bring in Fortnite, but like. It's going to be like having somebody playing Fortnite on PC against someone that's playing Fortnite on the Switch. Yeah. It's it's like both players can play the game to full enjoyment, but I mean, come on, there's obviously going to be a very big disadvantage to, to the Switch player. It is really funny Definitely. you say that, Brian. It is actually really funny you say that because earlier this week, um, the dev team announced that Overwatch will be full crossplay throughout xbox playstation nintendo and pc yeah i oh, saw great. that it's going to be cross play but it's still not cross save so with, which um, i think is the stupidest thing but what the thing is like if your console you can actually put on a settings like how in sea of thieves you can actually have a setting where um you can where you choose to only play with uh people on your platform so if maybe having an xbox is like i only want to play xbox people i'll turn the setting off or but then let's just say diego's on pc i'm on xbox and the rest of us is on like either playstation or xbox or or switch right because diego has the pc we are we would automatically be entered into the pc um oh yeah pc what you call it like PC the, lobby. The, yeah. oh, so it's kind of like Destiny with their crossplay. Say they're going the same logic as well. Yeah. If someone's on PC, we're going PC. Yeah. It's all it's 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 all or nothing, which is what the current the current like crossplay 
is, but uh, crossplay is always good. I think the future of multiplayer is crossplay, and it's nice to see that a lot of game companies that are making these multiplayer games are realizing that crossplay is becoming more mandatory nowadays than it is like a luxury. Yeah, but like, like that's all well and good. It'd be really cool, like, to play you know with the play like the xbox people and the pc and the playstations and the and the switch people but i'm always going to think in the back of my mind it's like well you know i have all these skins on this one account if we're having cross play why the fuck can't we just pull in everybody's kind of like because i'm if i read this article correctly um they're saying that for console players that they'll have to link their battle net accounts to be able to do crossplay. Mm-hmm. So what's the excuse for not being able to just have your save be cross compatible? Yeah, it's all so you linked can have your, your sc- battle net. <laughs> because at this point, like they're gonna have crossplay, but all your skins are gonna be tied to whatever you're playing with at the moment. Which is stupid because we're we're at the point where we have five years of skins that we've collected from playing and we mm-hmm. still can't have them carry over to every to our account you know and it's it's yeah like it's slightly frustrating but i hope that if that's one thing i hope that's what overwatch 2 fixes yeah i i personally believe like best in peace papa jeff not like not really dead but you know his career with blizzard's he sets sail. Um, but I believe with uh, the new de- or the new head honcho, uh, what's his name, Adam, Alan Keller or something like that. Adam, how could you? Aaron Keller. Aaron Keller. Aaron. Um, I, what I believe because they they actually they've actually been pumping out a lot of uh, dev updates. Um, I feel like with this new dev team that they're they're hearing what the players are asking for. And they're gonna work, they're trying to work to, of course, appease all the fans, and hopefully, it, with um soon they'll like will they'll update us on being able to transfer these my twelve hundred thirty five loot boxes to Overwatch two, <laughs> and so you can just keep collecting them. <laughs> no, that won't make the money. They want you to spend money on loot boxes. That's staying in Overwatch one. I'm calling it, I'm calling it right now. But Jamie said you 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 actually brought up an interesting uh, point, where for so long we we have been just like asking for any sort of information about Overwatch in general, but now that it's under new leadership, I feel like you're right that they've been more open about communicating about what's going on. Because not to date this episode, but like two days ago. We had to kick off the Summer Games Fest, and Aaron was on that uh, on that show just to reveal Widowmaker and um, was it Widowmaker? It was it Widowmaker and Baptiste's new looks Baptiste for Overwatch Sombra. Two. Sombra and oh, Baptiste. Sombra. That's right. And that was it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> it's like now now it's like they're just giving us all the information, and it's yeah. so weird. It's such a weird like shift. It's Overwatch being revived essentially, um, which kind of backtracking a bit. Um, I feel like because Overwatch is being revived, they're focusing, and I feel like that playing the game a lot. So like I can kind of feel it. Like 
Overwatch 1 this is slowly being let go and they're putting more of their resources into Overwatch 2. And as much as I love Overwatch 1, like I cannot wait to see what Overwatch 2 will provide. Um after watching that dev update for BlizzCon line, like I was I'm sold on the game already. Like I'm super mm-hmm. excited for it. To be honest. I'm not trying to be like Super like <laughs> that hype man, like pretentious kind of guy, but I'm excited. Yeah. I'm legit excited. Speaking no, of like, excitement, what is something you want to see in Overwatch 2 that you think they'll bring? I'm asking all you guys. What is like maybe or something that you think that would bring you back in if they announced something? What would be like, oh, like I'm coming back? Is there something that you want to see or you think that they would do to bring you back? I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm always down to. I, I I don't know. It's tough to say. I think like if all of us were playing again, that might like if we all got it. But at the same time, it's like if it's going to be the same thing, then probably not. Like I get tired of games pretty quickly. <laughs> so true. like any game that can hold my attention for like a long period of time, kind of kind of weird. <laughs> So I guess at that point, it would just all depend on how how in depth they make their story mode go. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I'm not getting Overwatch two when it first comes out. I'm going to wait until y'all buy it and are like, "This game's really good." Like I've been burned. I've been burned like too many times by like companies like Activision and EA to be like. Oh yeah, I'm invested. Even with like how much I love Blizzard, the only game I might pre-order from them would be Diablo 4, and even then I probably won't pre-order it. I fear you. Unless it has something bomb as pre-order bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Those pre-order bonuses, they get you. <laughs> I remember my first pre-order bonus was for a uh... I think it's Call of Duty Black Ops, and I'm sorry, I'm going on a little tangent here. Um, I remember, you were hella hyped, bro. I was hella hyped for Call of Duty Black Ops, and it came with the little RC car and the, that had the little camera on it. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I I used that RC car like twice, and then I sold it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I remember uh, pre-ordering a Call of Duty game to get shaders for Destiny 1 and then literally next day canceling that pre-order. That's hella funny. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it it was like this one specific shader that like, oh, if you pre-ordered Call of Duty whatever, you could get this shader for Destiny because it was them trying to like promote it. Uh Uh-huh. Because it was like a new game. <laughs> it's just like, I think the dude at the at GameStop told me to do that. He was like, just pre-order, put the $5 down and then like cancel it. <laughs> dude, the weirdest piece of DLC I think I've ever gotten. And it wasn't even from like pre-ordering a game. It was when Titanfall 2 came out. And they had a partnership with Buffalo Wild Wings. And the deal was, if you went into Buffalo Wild Wings, they would have a code card that they would hand you so you can get a Buffalo Wild Wings skin for the Ion Titan. I I remember that. It's literally just plastering plastering the Buffalo Wild Wings logo on the Titan. Dude, I 
For I literally remember going there with you, and we the like, sole reason for us being there was for those and, code cards and, and like the awkwardness of us after having to like be, be to the waiter. Hey, do you have those like Titanfall two cards? Yeah, and I remember because they just like plopped down like a like a stack of five in front of us, and it's like they do. There was not only care like three of us there. <laughs> Um, now are we gonna see that buffalo wild wings logo in apex legends in the future it's canon right oh, it's I canon hope. it is canon dude i hope they should I do another one of those or like when destiny had that rock star uh thing where for every can of rock star you could get like an engram oh god i forgot wow oh god i know there's some guy out there who got like 20 cans i know there's a guy out there who did brian um I'm actually really glad he brought up Timefall DLC because I had probably one of the stupidest like failures regarding Titanfall DLC where it was in the middle of the night and I'm on my phone and at that time I also I used to love Titanfall as well. And I see this one update where they're like introducing Optimus Prime and Titanfall. I'm like, what? Like I'm like hold oh, on this. it. I'm like Oh my god, I literally got up out of bed, turned on my Xbox, turned on Titanfall, um, bought the season pass for it, and I'm like, okay, where the hell is Optimus at? Like, I'm trying to like play the game, I'm trying to see where he's at, and then I'm like, where the hell is Optimus? I'm like, keep looking for like a good like five minutes, and I'm, and I I realized that at three o'clock in the morning on April first. <laughs> that it was a prank and I was like I would just threw out like 25 bucks for a prank I remember that because you like posted it so excited and I was like bro it's April Fool's <laughs> I was so oh, mad man. I was so mad oh. but I'm glad you brought that little tidbit up about Timefall DLC just so I can tell this <laughs> this wonderful story oh <laughs> uh... Damn. Now it's on the airwaves and it's immortalized forever. As it should be. <laughs> All right. You, uh, I'm going to ask you guys one last thing because our Overwatch podcast became Titanfall at Destiny 2, <laughs> which I have no problem with. <laughs> but it's, just, it's great. Um, if you had a choice to have one character reworked for two, like, like uh, this character needs a rework. Jeff Kaplan, I know he's gone, but you just for our just for explanation sake. sake, this person needs to be reworked. Do it. Who would it be? Ooh. You know, if I had to pick any any character on the current roster, uh, I I kind of want to say Orisa. I feel like ever since year three, Orisa has just kind of been a mad tank. Like they kept they kept doing reworks with her and like doing debuffs and stat changes to the point where she wasn't a bad tank, but she didn't feel useful. Like she had her shield, but she didn't feel like I a felt, tank. She didn't feel like a tank anymore. She felt like just an oversized DPS character. She was a turret at that point. She was just Bastion 2.0. So if if I wanted to see anything change with her, I would just kind of hope that with the rework of the tank characters, I just kind of want to see her 
kind of get a significant kind of just rework in a way like not so much just kind of like weaponry is considered but just kind of, it's like i want to feel like i'm a big badass like centaur robot you know <laughs> what about you jameson um i actually feel the same way about arisa like with all the new characters out like the game is just so fast and arisa just feels too slow to keep up with everything that's going on her utilities are great um she's still i still really enjoy playing her but have like if you have like an echo of doomfist just flying around you and you just can't lock on to them and they just melt you so fast it's it, like the game's just too fast for a character like orissa um but i was also considering um i actually was thinking hanzo like personally i would love to see him be more like green arrow slash hawkeye or even how they portrayed him in the cinematic where he actually curved arrows and i thought that like in the in the cinematic Dude. um i thought i thought him curving arrows was actually really cool like yeah like that'd be a cool like cool ability like it like kind of like you pick a direction and it can curve one way or the other yeah, um, go around corners. I can't remember what game it was, but it's essentially where I thought of the mechanic where when you fire something, the 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 projectile slow, but then wherever you're pointing, that's essentially where the projectile um starts turning to. So you fire it off to the right, and then you turn in left. It's basically like this huge curveball. Um, I I can't remember. I still might have been Titanfall or something. I don't know, but I was thinking the same kind of concept, but with Hanzo. Like I, I just like to see a, more of a utility for him. It kind of be like uh, this one character from um, oh, what's it called? What's the game? Uh, Valorant. Um, there's one guy that he has a a flashbang where you can uh, it goes around corners. Like that's the whole thing. Ooh, Is that like you cool. basically like when right before you do the ability, you basically press a direction key and it goes around that corner, and like that'd be kind of interesting to see, but as uh, something that maybe deals damage. Okay. For me, though, I think a character that needs a rework would probably be like, like someone like McCree, in the sense that, like, though not just like McCree specifically, but kind of like the base characters as a whole. McCree kind of just sticks out to me because he's kind of been the most unchanged out of any of this, and as they've introduced new characters, they've gotten so like fantastical and like interesting and mccree is still very much like one of his abilities is a role one of his abilities is uh like the um whatchamacallit the flash grenade and, and then and then it's just like his gun at that point there's not mm -hmm. there there could be more like they could do something more interesting same like why is one of soldiers abilities a run i know other characters can't run but that shouldn't kind of use up one of his abilities. Mm -hmm. That should be more of a passive. Yeah. What about you, Joel? Um, same vein as what Diego was saying. I think I, I was thinking kind of Doomfist, but he's pretty unique only because they need. I think he's just a fighter character in a six v six, right? But yeah, um, the more we talk about it, um, my initial thought was Sigma, only because I underused him and I didn't think he was fantastic, but. I also didn't play him that much or play against him that much. 
but yeah, Soldier 76, he's basic point jump shoot man. Um, he's basically, you know, like Call of Duty Mega Man, which is fine, but not for Overwatch. Like, as you said, like, it's fantastical, right? I mean, his story's cool. He has the visor. You know, he's he's like kind of like a lame Cyclops. I mean, Cyclops is already lame. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, it's, he's, he's Call of Duty man. And I guess we should have a character like that to kind of introduce you to the series. But for two, like, you're already familiar. I mean, I would assume. There are, of course, people who aren't. But it's... He, I think... Sure, Soldier Seventy Six needs needs some love. It's like you have characters that fire giant lasers or like slam hammers and shatter the ground, and then his ultimate is auto aim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of slightly disagree. Um, because I feel like Soldier Seventy Six is a actually a very good character where he's at solely because a lot of people are familiar with general shooters like Call of Duty and whatnot, that Soldier 76 is kind of a perfect transition character into Overwatch 2 um, to, like, accommodate those players. Like, he's a very... He is, yes, very generic, but he's, he's still... What am I trying to say? He's... He he's works very well. He, he's the best beginner character. I, I think the issue I have with it is not that he is 100% the best like intro character. I do like playing as him. My only concern is the fact that he's kind of remained unchanged in the fact that, yes, he's a good intro character into Overwatch when you're coming from other first-person shooters, but that made sense six years ago when Overwatch was unknown. At this point, everyone knows Overwatch, and it's not, and even other games are moving away from the, like, everyone has slightly different abilities, or, like, things don't work the same as just Call of Duty. Call of Duty is no longer the base point for most people. If anything, more people play uh, Fortnite than they play Call of Duty. Fortnite is now kind of like the this is the standard of what like a shooter is. Mm. That's so weird to think about. That is very weird. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, soldier needs to be able to build and do and crank 90s and um... <laughs> drink those chug jugs. Yeah. Oh, his um. Oh yeah. Instead of a healing, a healing thing, it's him doing a chug jug, <laughs> and like uh, his ultimate <laughs> is just like him like rocket riding. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo epic get get soldier 76 into into fortnite dude 100 that's you're going welcome. to happen you're, you're going to have some like auto aim <laughs> dude they got fucking oh, batman no. in fortnite they're going to put soldier 76 in fortnite no Morty, predator no, star wars no let's Superman. be honest it, it won't be soldier 76 it's gonna be tracer tracer in fortnite he is the... tracer and genji yeah i predict up. I pre- oh my god, can you imagine Genji running around in Fortnite with a gun? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. It'll be stupid. I weird. definitely can, actually. I can totally it see just it. sounds so dumb. Just like breaking trees away with a sword. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, if you can imagine Kratos doing the floss, then you can imagine Genji. Fuck, that's right. I love Kratos doing the floss. No, let's all be honest. The true highlight is um, 
Thanos doing orange justice. <laughs> All I have to say is that it doesn't make sense to have Sombra use her EMP and then all of a sudden you can't do basic human functions like run or roll. Yeah. So I that will was... agree with that that one point. I feel like actions like that shouldn't be abilities. Shouldn't shouldn't be abilities. It's like those made sense when the most fantastical thing in the game was a robot that fired orbs. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing like original Overwatch. There weren't characters that were like really crazy. A lot of them were pretty like subdued. It was like, okay, I shoot. I have a kind of interesting ability. And then I have like something more just like generic. But now it's like everyone has like not two, but like three abilities and they're all kind of like, okay, I fire lasers or like I throw this thing and can shoot it or like there's so much more uniqueness to them. You literally have Echo who her ult is that she transforms into an enemy player. Yeah, you have stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting times when Overwatch 2 comes out. Yeah. I hope it's not like Kingdom Hearts 3 where they take 10 fucking yeah. years because it feels like we'll it's we'll already get, halfway there. We'll get 15 spinoffs. Um, all of all of them will oh, star God. Junkrat. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Overwatch, Chain Memories, Ascension 5.73, Junkrat uh, Redux. How much did you guys look into Overwatch 2 out of curiosity? Because I looked into it a lot recently. I <laughs> saw... I saw the the dev uh, presentation that they had recently for PvP. Okay. But okay. most mostly other than that, besides um, besides BlitzCon, uh, not really much. I saw the Genji hoodie trailer. That was <laughs> oh, <about> it. <laughs> that was as much as I've yeah, the one where it's like he shows up in the hoodie at the end. That's like yeah. the most I've like really looked into it. That okay. and oh, I saw the the game mode where uh, I remember seeing the gameplay trailer that they did where they show them pushing and then they show like the gameplay looks all right and then they show the cutscenes and or no they show the character models and they look great and then the actual gameplay looks hella choppy and uh, like pixely and it's just like oh man why are you showing us this it's hella rough. <laughs> um, go ahead. I was going to say, you could like really tell when that first like little bit of video came out. It was just like they used mostly Overwatch 1 assets and they just tried to like put Overwatch 2 skins on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually like I'm backtracking a bit on one of on one of Joel's questions on like, what am I looking forward to in Overwatch 2? Um, I'm really looking forward to the both the story and the hero missions like this apparently it seems i think it's two different um game modes where the story mode will provide lore for every single character or every single hero and or heroine and um you know i'm finally gonna get my zenyatta lore that i've been dying for that i've been like <laughs> i i want to know so, so much more about zenyatta like again he's one of my favorites um it's going to talk about more of Overwatch as an organization, um, and what, um, 
what they actually mentioned was that um, depending on your team composition, such as like you know how in Mass Effect you have to pick different characters to go on certain missions, they're doing the same thing in the story mode. And depending on your team on your team composition, you will get different dialogue um, and different reactions, or to see what like see. Um, and you can play it more just to try to get try to learn more about what's going on in this uh, universe. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, it's the lore that everyone that I was complaining about in Overwatch One that they lack is they're going to be providing it in game for Overwatch Two. So I'm super hyped for that. And as well as the hero missions, which is essentially a bunch of co-op uh, objective missions. Um, I realized that is actually you were talking about it in your last podcast, um, where it's like Marvel's The Avengers. Um, you set up your team and you do you basically have one goal, and um, but then you at the same time you can you're going to be fighting like a bunch of different enemies. Um, there's different objectives. Um, they, they actually change their environment as like a little uh, visual thing. So you're as you're going through this, the mission, like a sandstorm can be growing, and eventually you can't see ten feet in in front of you. So hmm, that that cool. with the hero progression, all that, like it's just, like, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna pull for Overwatch Two. For sure. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be definitely nice to see some attention to the actual lore of Overwatch. You know, instead of having like two to three events throughout the span of Overwatch 1 that will be actually getting into like the meat of what is happening in this world at yeah. at current day. It'd be really nice. Yeah, because like, like, the cinematics were great, but they were just so far and few between that it was like, we, we want more. Yeah. <laughs> we want no more. Yeah. More. More. <laughs> more. 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 I mean, they did say that there's going to be hundreds of missions in the hero missions. So I feel like the replay, the replayability oh, is going to be hopefully. Yeah. Really That's high. Gonna be high for sure. Especially. I know there's going to be the people that want to hear every piece of dialogue with each like team mock-up as well. Um, yeah. I did that for mass effect. I'm cool. <laughs> no, off I'm actually <laughs> glad you brought up mass effects because they actually are introducing the same concept for multiplayer of Mass Effect, like, you know, kind of like the weight defense kind of thing. Um, yeah, horde mode. Horde mode. Oh, is and there a horde mode? I missed that. That's what it seems like, um, because, they're, like I said, they're oh. going to be introducing a bunch of different enemies, and as we know in Overwatch 1, um, the event, the uprising events, um, Null Sector, being the evil Omnix, um, are going to be a part of it, or one of the factions that we're going to be fighting against. And one thing that actually really caught my interest was they do have that one enemy that's borderline insta kill. Oh, like how sorry. um I I Joel, you probably can quote uh, what the names of the enemies are in Mass Effect are, but you you basically have to keep your eye out for them, and oh, like the Banshee would pull you across. Yeah, and so they actually showed this chest. one um this one character who. I'm going to say she's kind of like a Medusa character where she stretches out her hair and grabs you from far away and drags you in and then just stabs you and you're just dead while you're pulled away from your team. It's like, holy crab. Like, that was actually really cool. 
Well, that's pretty cool. Damn. They showed artwork Sounds for cool. all these different, like even more units for the null sector. Like it, like as you can tell, I'm I'm actually I'm really excited. <laughs> hey man, I'm that's really good. excited. <laughs> well, we definitely know you are. <laughs> I'm excited to see what they can do. I know I'm probably going to be one of the one of the day one players. Like I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. That's yeah, no. Sure. I hear you. And I'm cautiously optimistic for Brian's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to be like, I don't want this. A really cool trailer comes out. Fuck <laughs> me. Here we go. <laughs> That's what always happens. I don't want this. Oh, damn, that looks cool. That's how Every they get time. you, Joel. Every goddamn Hon- Like, time. honestly, that's how Destiny was for no. me. Like, I remember you guys were, like, super excited about Destiny. I was like, I don't know. It's like, we got Overwatch coming out, like, near the same time. And it's like, Destiny is, like, all right, you know. And then I think it was the first demo that came out for it that lets you play, like, the first mission or so, like, Go up to like level ten, and I remember we played it. And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> when it comes to Destiny, I literally just went with you guys so you could pick up your pre-orders. I hadn't even That's pre-ordered true. the game. I literally was just with you guys, and you guys were talking about. It. I was like, "Okay, I'll get it. Why not?" <laughs> cut like hard cut to like all the Destiny stuff that's on my desk right now. The fucking like Destiny tattoo I have. <laughs> like cut cut to like seven to eight years later yeah speaking of destiny uh sometime next week we're going to be talking about the return oh, to yeah. vault of glass and how much of a pain <laughs> of ass it is a little retrospective there um it's fun but honestly uh, yeah dave one vault of glass was one of the most frustrating things I've ever done it was a nice challenge but holy shit i'll get into it um, but yeah i think this is a good Stopping point. Thank you to Jameson and Diego for joining us tonight. I thought we were only going to go for an hour. We went to two hours of Overwatch longer. and more. I can more, definitely go way longer. So. This is what, this yeah, is what happens you when you have four people that have very strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good, though. This, this, did it, this felt good. Uh, before we go, just want to say, uh, uh, where can we find you, Diego? You can find me. We want to find you online. What, really. what are you up to? Any new working, projects? Uh, <laughs> doing that daily grind. Uh, it's just at Scalafi, like S K E L O F F E E, like skeleton and coffee. That's pretty much on everything Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. I don't go on 90% of those, but if I do, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> where can we find I'm you, Jameson? Much of a, uh, if we want to find you. I know you don't want to be found. <laughs> yeah, I'm sometimes. not much of a content creator myself. Um, but if you do wish to reach me, um, I'm, you can probably find uh, my my personal Instagram. Uh, it's get some chow um, with underscores between each words. I believe that's what it is. Um, on Instagram, uh, I don't use Snapchat. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, that's. I guess that's probably my main outlet. Yeah, go to Jameson's Instagram and uh, watch him build that uh, dragon Lego. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that thing looks so intimidating. They're so the pieces are so small. It's seven hundred pieces, and it's, it actually has a little. Um, Jesus, the smallest part is four millimeters by four millimeters by five millimeters. I oh, can I barely hold it. 
I can barely hold it oh, like, and it sits on my fingers. Oh, my I God. lose that thing so fast. I, I, I can't even pick it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you go on his Instagram, tell him to open yeah. at least a thousand of those loot boxes. <laughs> but where can we find well, you, Brian? You can find me at uh, Brian Saber on Twitter and Instagram, and that's Saber with the R-E. Um, also, you can find me on Twitch at Brian Saber as well. Um, I haven't been on Twitch too much. I've been kind of taking like a break from it. But um, after I'm done with my move, come July, it's going to be more streaming action coming the way. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, but also, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can also check out our Twitter at United underscore We Nerd and, you know, join the conversation. I know there's probably a lot of Overwatch fans out there and uh, just nerds in general that like to have conversations and also if you like to ask questions please email us at uh, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you guys and get your feedback on the podcast and yeah thanks for this uh cool idea joel this was really fun thank yeah. you for having us joel yeah 100 yeah problem it's you know it's it's been five years and i just it was a big game that brought us together. I mean, I know Destiny is my go-to, and that brings us together once in a while, too. But I feel like forever, Overwatch, like, two or three years strong. It's like, let's get on. Let's form a team. Whoever's on. It didn't even matter. Like, it'd be mismatched teams of varying levels of skill, and like, we just had Overwatch fun. brought together and... some of our friends that don't even play video games to then come in and play the game. <laughs> that is very true. Oh, yeah got a bunch of our friends to stream too like friends who don't even would i wouldn't even think about they were streaming overwatch playing overwatch talking strategy planning how to play characters videos memes it was like i said before like global oh, reach and phenomenon do you guys remember you guys remember one of the grow. conventions for uh the cosplay for overwatch that had like 150 people trying to cram into one photo oh yeah oh, that was such chaos that was phantom <laughs> baby was like overwatch as at its height yeah that was definitely at its peak and you, you just knew that everyone knew the characters excited to see the characters it was yeah. how, how, how long how long can we make this outro longer. where can they find you at well first we got to talk um, about mass effect real quick the best game ever anyway if you want to find me i'm on uh, twitch tv i'm acoustic avenger uh, like Brian, I haven't been streaming, but you know, I have been playing Witcher 3 and I'm at the last mission. I've been making it a habit to do the last mission and stream it. Might do it. I don't That's know. Right. I'm toying with that. Find me on Twitch. Also, uh, under the moniker Mad Mech Monster Mine on Spotify and uh, was it SoundCloud? Find me there. Um, you can find me also bitching on the United We Nerd uh, Twitter under retweeting stuff and yelling at Brian or our buddy Marcelo. Me there, it's Acoustic Avenger with a one instead of an I. So, if you need to find us, we're usually on Twitter or Twitch. Usually, oh yeah. And with that, we will say goodbye and good night. And we're <laughs> overloading, Sojourn's coming out super Overwatch 2. Excited for that. Good night. <laughs> okay, all right, shut all right good night, everyone. <laughs> See you good guys. night, podcast done. Stop it, turn it off. <laughs>